It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. Certified Nutrition Specialist, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You might be asking, what is our nutrition topic today? Well, it is something about 20% of women struggle with. Wow. You may not have heard about it if you don't struggle with it. So what is it? It's called polycystic ovary, or some people call it ovarian syndrome. It's PCOS. You know, 20 to 30 years ago, you know, when I started practicing, I rarely saw women with PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. You know, maybe a woman experienced infertility, but that was really rare. But today, at least 20% of women have PCOS. And I believe among younger women, that number is even mm-hmm. higher. Yeah. You were starting to see that. Yes, because yeah. it is a very common complaint today. Mm-hmm. PCOS can lead to infertility, excess facial hair, acne, mood problems, heart disease, cancer, weight gain, lots of problems. It is a real serious condition which requires following a very specific eating and supplement plan to help put the body back in balance. There isn't a drug I mean, really, it takes a very careful eating plan. Yes. So to talk more about PCOS, I have asked Leah Wetzel to join me today. Leah is a licensed nutritionist, a certified nutrition specialist. And Leah, you were just appointed to the Board of Dietetics and Nutrition Practice by Governor Dayton, weren't you? I was, I was. So you were appointed to the Board of Dietetics and Nutrition Practice for the, this is a state board. Yes. So... What are some of the responsibilities of the board? Well, in Minnesota, practicing nutrition or giving nutrition advice must be licensed. And that is really important. It is. It is is very important. And this board um, makes sure that dietitians and nutritionists meet all of the the requirements to be licensed. And there's a lot of requirements, aren't there? There are. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this state in particular is very more progressive on bringing accreditation credibility, excuse me, uh, to the field of, of nutrition. And mm-hmm. so to become licensed mm-hmm. as a dietitian, you must have completed your bachelor's degree in dietetics and also have completed an internship and pass a dietetic exam. Mm-hmm. Pretty so, rigid. So yeah. like our other um, co-host in the studio today, Joanne Ridout, um, who is also, um, she is a licensed and registered dietitian. And to become a licensed nutritionist, like what I am and you are, I had to complete my master's degree in nutrition and pass an exam to become a certified nutrition specialist and complete 900 hours of internship. The board is always looking out for the safety of people who are are using nutrition counseling and making sure that the practitioners are licensed and practicing with knowledge. And I'm very, very, very pleased to be on the board. And I think the board is very pleased to have you oh, there. Oh, yeah. And I'm, yes. yeah, I'm very excited about what, you know, I'm able to contribute to that. Yeah. So, you know, Leah. Congratulations. Thank you. So, you know, Leah is a, a licensed nutritionist and I'm a licensed nutritionist. 
And Joanne right out, she is a licensed dietitian. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Joanne, you were a dietitian for 25 years at Courage Center, right? Yes. And so... <laughs> long time. Long time. Long but time. we are so happy to have her with Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So welcome to the show today, Joanne. Thank you. And I'm really happy to be here. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has been a really good piece in my uh, turning yes. to a new career. <laughs> That's great. New and revised, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) So we all do nutrition therapy at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. That's probably kind of a new term for a lot of people. Yeah. Yes. Nutrition therapy. therapy. But we've been thinking about that in the office and realizing that mm, we do more than just nutritional counseling. Yeah. Yes. And more than nutrition therapy. You know, nutrition therapy has more of a... It really describes what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. So. right. And we firmly believe in discouraging people from eating too many processed carbohydrates, things like pasta, chips, and sugar treats. We also discourage people from cooking with refined oils, such as corn oil, soybean oil, and canola oil. So, you know, if you're at home listening to what Joanne just said, kind of look in your cupboard right now. Right. <laughs> And do you have any corn oil or soybean oil? Don't even give it to the dog. Or even right. like canola. <laughs> Throw it away. Even canola. We yeah. used to think that was a good, healthy yes. fat, but it's not. We also believe most people need sufficient animal protein to maintain their energy and a good immune system. So back to the topic of polycystic ovarian syndrome. So what does PCOS look like in the body? Um, If you were to look at an ovary that has polycystic ovarian syndrome, you would see multiple cysts on the ovary. Mm, What does that look like, kind of? If you had, you know, I don't even think people know what cysts look like. So it's kind of like like a a, a sack, a fluid sack full of liquid and fluid. Okay. Like almost, I mean, just looking at maybe almost like a balloon, thinking about in that sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. A tiny little balloon. Yeah. Okay. And lots of them, lots of them. Yeah. There can be from 10 to thousands of little cysts. Um, and these, like I said, these cysts are little sacks full of fluid. So people can have those when they have polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that can come at any age then. Any age. Right. Yep. Right. So I know before the show you were talking about reading some research that said as young as how young you were mentioning that? So as young, I mean, it's been noted and seen in young as like four years old. Wow. Yeah. That's Interesting. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So you may wonder what those symptoms are when you have PCOS. So you probably don't ovulate. You won't make the major hormone progesterone. You might lack fertility. You may grow facial hair. You may have acne and gain weight. Lots of symptoms no one wants. No. Mm-hmm. And we, now we know that at least... Quite 20% 20%. of women. And it just keeps climbing. Yes. Yeah. So also women with PCOS also have insulin resistance. And I know we talk about that all the time on this show, but it's so important. So they have weight gain around the middle. Sometimes they have facial hair, sometimes acne, Mm -hmm. and they have irregular cycles always, almost Mm -hmm. always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
And many hormone experts believe PCOS or this hormone dysfunction gets started with the insulin resistance. Sometimes the insulin resistance starts, like we talked about, you know, in, in, in extreme cases as young at four, but they're seen very commonly in kids and girls as young as seven or eight. That's really, it, it is kind of shocking, it isn't is. it? Yeah. Yes. That this is something then they are going to live with for the rest of their mm-hmm. life. Now they can control it. And manage it. Manage a, it. A lot with diet. Yes. Right. But, you know, then they're set up for this. Yep. So you may wonder, wonder what would cause insulin resistance in such a young person. We do know that insulin resistance comes mainly from eating foods or drinking beverages that are high in sugar, especially those containing high fructose corn syrup. Also, it often starts with what the mom is eating. Mm-hmm. The mom is eating a high sugar diet. The mom also might have gestational diabetes. That will contribute to the daughter having PCOS. And that's why I think in the more recent years, they are really testing for gestational diabetes. Right. And trying to get people eating better, you know, when they're pregnant, for right. sure. So you think, okay. Where could insulin resistance be coming from when someone is so young? Mm-hmm. So it could be coming from drinking too much juice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, how about those little juice boxes that everybody's? Yep. I mean, they used to be carting those around, didn't they, Joanne? Definitely. <laughs> Even when my kids were young, they were yeah. doing those juice boxes lots. Or, you know, I hate to say this, but because I keep reading this, but I'm a, a uh, Michelle Obama is really, she loves chocolate milk, yeah. <laughs> especially yes. low-fat chocolate mm, milk. Yes. That's high in sugar, isn't it? Very it is. high in sugar. Or maybe that p- kids are drinking soda. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're having cereal bars. What if a kid is sent off to school, and this happens a lot, with a cereal bar and a box of juice? You know, or maybe they're just eating a lot of cereal for breakfast. And or even if they're eating sweetened yogurts, mm-hmm. yes, it's shocking the amount of sugar it that's is. in some. Just of even this. how they starting their day, mm-hmm. like how much sugar is being in, included. Right. So should we take? It looks like time for a break. Okay. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Next Saturday, January twenty fifth, we invite you to attend the Anoka Hennepin Community Wellness Day. It's going on from nine to one. Brenna, a frequent co-host on Dishing Up Nutrition, will be there to answer your questions and discuss the importance of eating sufficient protein. Now, we were there last year, and it was a great event. Yeah. So so Brenna's going to be there this year. She is. This is a very popular event. It's at the Roosevelt Middle School in Blaine and will feature many other wellness experts also. So if you have questions about PCOS, call 651-641-1071. It's the time of year when everyone wants to diet. The trick is choosing the right one. Now, there are those plans that say, eat whatever you want. Well, that's kind of what got you here in the first place, right? How about getting to the bottom of why you want what you want? Because there was a time when people didn't want that stuff. Mac and cheese, bagels, cookies, chips. Yeah, mostly because they didn't exist. But obesity didn't really either. The challenge these days is to either avoid those foods, which can be torture, or stop craving them, which might sound kooky, but is entirely possible, and your best chance for success. 
The folks at Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you make it happen without pills, points, or packages. Just real food. It's sciency, not sexy, but you can be. To sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you struggle with PCOS or insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes, I recommend that you call the office at 651-699-3438 and find out all about our Nutrition for Weight Loss program. This program is what you really have been waiting for. No prepackaged food, no starvation, no counting points, just real food plan and nutrition education that really helps to explain the whys. They are, <clears throat> they are there to give you support and encouragement. And I personally have lost 50 pounds, and I know I really appreciate the encouragement that a program like this offers. Sometimes the encouragement helped me kind of stay, stay committed and stay on the course until my body got used to being junk food free. Call the office at 651 651- Six nine nine three four three eight, and we will answer all of your questions you have about that. So you know, I know that there's a lot of people. If twenty percent of women have PCOS, I think probably a lot of women have questions about it this morning, or they have daughters that have PCOS, and mm-hmm. they actually have questions yes. for their daughters. So again, our number here is six five one six four one one zero seven one. And before we went on break, we were talking about what could cause insulin resistance in young girls. We were, you know, or it could be in young boys, but they just don't happen to get PCOS. Yes. Still having some, yeah, some problems with (laughs) that. They can have insulin resistance. They definitely can have insulin resistance. And they do have insulin resistance. Yes. Yes. And, you know, as a young mother... You know, I have a small child, you know, looking at at different playgroups and seeing many mothers with small children giving their young children cereal, crackers, goldfish. And I was just out at a play area yesterday trying, you know, get out with Oliver and just looking around at all what the kids are eating. A lot of goldfish, a lot of cereal, a lot of, you know, Mm -hmm. cereal type products. Um, and not a lot of anything else. They're getting a lot, a lot of, of more of the processed carbohydrates. Um, you know, and what I usually see, you know, maybe one or two is, is maybe okay, but usually what's happening is they're eating, you know, half to a cup of cereal. You know, that itself is way too much processed carbohydrate. So what are you giving Oliver? Because I know you're not giving him cereal bits no. and things like that. <laughs> no. So what do you give him to eat? So my little guy, he he loves his meat. So I give him little small pieces of chicken, beef, or bison. He's not picky. So, you know, I really want to do what I can to set him up so he doesn't want those processed carbohydrates. And he doesn't develop insulin resistance. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's, that's, you know, you might even look at your family history and say insulin resistance, prediabetes, mm-hmm. diabetes yes. is a genetic factor in your family. Yeah. For and, me, it's very much so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you have none of that now. No. And I did. No. Yes. I did. So, yep. So we can actually influence our our genetics, actually. Mm-hmm. By what you eat. By what we eat. And I think that's a big thought, new thought for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. So. It is. I, I think I also have that in my family. And 
So we know now that by far the biggest lifestyle contributor to PCOS is poor diet. Mm -hmm. So we know that young women with PCOS eat far too much sugar, too many refined carbs. When we eat sugar and refined or processed carbs, our pancreas sends out insulin to take care of all the sugar we've just eaten. It's a smart body we have. It is. Yeah. And all we Compensate. eat is junky sugar. To, oh, and- I know. It's just trying to find a balance. Yep. Yes. That's right. So how much sugar would a, like a third grade little girl consume if she ate like kind of a standard breakfast of one cup of cereal, eight ounces of juice, a piece of toast with jelly? And if you do the math on that, that could equal upwards of, you know, 84 grams of carbs. You know, Almost as much as a person needs for the whole day. day. Exactly. And if you divide that out to, to figure out how much that's in, in teaspoons of sugar, that's about 21 teaspoons of sugar. So what happens wow. in your body then when a little girl eats that many carbs? You know, the pancreas gets busy producing insulin to manage that sugar or that glucose. Mm-hmm. And the job of insulin is to pick up the sugar in the bloodstream and put it into your cells for energy when you have the right amount. Yeah. Right. And it works great. It does. But when we have too much sugar, the cell's receptors start to get a coating like a blanket on the cell wall. Not allowing the sugar into the cell, the excess sugar shuttles off into the fat cells so it gets stored as fat, especially around the middle. So the excess stuff gets stored as fat mm-hmm. yes, around the middle. So should we, we take a caller, Joanne? Yes. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Linda, you have a question? Yes, I do. My granddaughter is 16, mm-hmm. and we just, this December, she went through the CT to confirm that she had ovarian cyst. Mm-hmm. And we believe that, well, we know that they had ruptured, so she had extreme pain, pain. through all mm-hmm. that. Yes. It's very painful. And so the doctor put her on birth control pills to regulate cycle, which she was quite regular but she said that she would keep forming these cysts if we didn't do this. Well, that's one approach, you know. And mm-hmm. I think what happens is they sometimes, the, you know, it really is a nutritional problem, what's, what's going on in her body. And it probably goes back to having insulin resistance. And if you reduce that insulin resistance and get your cells to work right, then you're going to be ovulating and producing the progesterone that you really need. Mm-hmm. And so by put, going on birth control pills, you really stop ovulating and then you make less progesterone and less progesterone mm-hmm. and less progesterone. And we believe that that throws the body off even more. So I think we look at a more, you know, I don't know if you call it a holistic, but I think it's, More of a natural way to rebalance the body. Now, it takes a lot more effort than popping a pill in the morning. And I think the, you know, it's because doctors don't have a lot of time to spend with clients these days. They can't sit down and teach someone. They can't take an hour out of their, their, you know, their schedule Mm -hmm. to sit down and really teach someone how to eat. And they... People can't learn it even in an hour. Yeah, They need to learn it in many hours, and they need the support. Because I think, Leah, you said something very interesting this morning. You said that 
people that are going to adjust their blood sugar and their insulin resistance have to be really strict. Yes. And follow a very structured kind of eating yes. plan. Right. Now it's and great that's across food. the board and it's even like finding more. So even too with PCOS, you, you really have to do what you can to manage your blood sugar. But you know, like your granddaughter is 16. So if she went through this process of changing her own biochemistry into a positive biochemistry, then she's got it for the rest of mm-hmm. her life. She's young. Cause otherwise then it's, you know, you start with one medication and then it's another medication and then it's another medication. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by the time you get to be 45, 50 or 60, you're you're taking so many medications that you don't even know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> right. We see that. We see the end result. We of, see that a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> I do paleo. Okay. And chiropractic acupuncture. So we do holistic. And um, when the doctor said this, her eyes went over to me with uh, eyebrows raised, and she's like, "Grandma, is this right?" Yeah. yeah. Does she does she follow a, a kind of a? She's pretty good, but I. She loves like sushi and this kind of stuff, and that's mm-hmm. too much rice. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah and that's, for her. Yeah, what I said. I said <laughs> I think it's the problem. So, yeah, as this came on this morning, and my ears perked up, and I. Right. I think we're going back to nutrition, weight, and wellness with her. I think that sounds That's like true. a great that idea. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for the call because, you know, these are the things that people are facing. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the call this morning. Thank you. Thanks thank a lot. You. So we, um, I don't know how, where are we with our time here? We've got it's a just minute. about break time. Okay. Should we, <laughs> should we do a break? Should we do or, another break? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you realize that 30% of women report serious hair loss by age 30? Just think about that. That's amazing. I see it all the time, though. Yep. And by age 50, that number climbs to 50%. The solution to hair loss or hair thinning does not come from a box from the drugstore nor from a pill from the dermatologist, but it does come from inside your body. Mm -hmm. Often hair loss is associated with PCOS. We're talking about this today. Or it's from a thyroid condition, or more commonly from insulin resistance. I think that's one that a lot of people have no clue about. I agree. Yep. People just accept it. They say, oh, it runs in my family. (laughs) (laughs) Hair thinning is a nutrition problem that we can often help with. If you're struggling with hair thinning, I encourage you to make an appointment. Call 651-699-3438 to set up an appointment. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, when I'm working individually with a client with PCOS, I often recommend a small amount of the hormone progesterone to help balance her cycle. You know, often women with PCOS are not ovulating. Thus, they are not making their own progesterone naturally. So adding a very small amount of natural progesterone for maybe about 14 days helps to establish hormonal balance And I often find acne and facial hair and sleep problems lessen. As each person is different, the nutritional treatment plan needs to be designed differently for each woman Mm -hmm. to get the best results. So an individual appointment is really the best answer. So if you've got this problem going on, uh, just call 651-699-3438 and we'll set up a two-hour appointment with you. 
So we were talking about, I think we were talking about insulin resistance. Yes. Like, Leah? Yes. Kind of, and what, hap- what is insulin resistance and what happens? Um, so back to that insulin resistance. So when your receptors become coated because of high blood sugar and high insulin levels, we call that condition insulin resistant. And the receptors is basically is resisting insulin from carrying the sugar into the cell. And this excess sugar has to go somewhere, right? Uh-huh, you can't yes. just sit in your blood. Right. So it ends up in our fat cells. And our fat cells are waiting with open arms saying, come on in. Yes. And yes. it seems like, and I think clients see this. <laughs> so frustrating. If you eat just a little yep. bit of sugar extra, like over the holidays, there you go. Suddenly they've gained six, eight, ten pounds. Very easily. Right. Because those cells are there waiting. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we're thinking about PCOS, there's another step. When we have excess insulin from too much sugar or too many carbohydrates, too much cereal, that extra insulin stimulates an androgen receptor on the outside of our ovaries, causing PCOS symptoms of excess hair on the face, arms, legs, but interestingly, thinning hair on the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hair goes the wrong place, yes. right? <laughs> and a lot of times it, it's acne. Yep. You know, we he, keep hearing, don't we, about adult acne. Mm-hmm. Right. Very common. Must Lots be a people. little connection, isn't yes. there? So again, of course, weight gain and weight gain around the middle and then infertility yep. happens. Right. So most like, like male hormone type interactions going on, mm-hmm. like those, the losing of the hair, the facial hair. Those are common signs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And we know 20% of women now have PCOS. So you may wonder why. 50 years ago, the average person ate one pound of sugar in an entire year. That's amazing. Wow. That is amazing. Uh-huh. And now the average person eats one pound of sugar in a week. One pound of sugar in a week. And we're not just talking about white sugar. We're talking about the hidden sugars and those processed carbohydrates. Right. So that's not somebody putting that much sugar in their coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, more sugar in the coffee. Yeah, no. It's really, it's the hidden, it's the hidden sugar in potato chips, corn chips, soda, pasta, cereal, white rice, bread, rolls. These are all really highly refined carbohydrates. And also acting on the body much the same as sugar, creating more insulin resistance and more PCOS. I mean, I think the lady that called in and it, the, the sushi, mm-hmm. yeah. and sushi has that white rice. Mm-hmm. It does. And that certainly, it's enough. If you, Well, maybe if, if you, you ate one. Yeah. Especially okay. with the insulin resistance, it's that, you know, it's really easy to overdo food like that. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, now that we understand at least one of the main causes of PCOS, what can we do about it? You know, as you know, as nutritionists, we work with many clients with PCOS. Often it is when we want to become pregnant, yeah. that's when we see women coming in right. mm-hmm. because they need a fertility boost, really. Mm-hmm. And they they kind of are out of touch with their their PCOS unless they have like the cyst breaking. Then they right. know they've got it. Yes. Now. The pain of that is yes. you can't ignore. Yes. So the first step, we work on reducing the insulin resistance. So remember, we've been talking about the excess sugar, mm-hmm. putting a coating on the cell's receptor. To reduce the coating, 
We help clients reduce the amount of sugar and processed carbs that they eat. We help them get rid of cereal and replace it with eggs for breakfast. Yeah, and let's talk about some of the beverages that maybe people often consume. Well, like- you know, when since you talked about be- 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 beverages, <laughs> having a hard time with that word. Yeah. So yesterday we started a new series of nutrition for weight loss classes in Maple Grove, and I was really kind of surprised at the number of people that are still struggling with their pop addiction. Yes, bringing right. in the soda. I, you know, I'm not yes. out there teaching these classes as much right. as you guys are. Mm-hmm. But isn't it interesting it is. that they are struggling, they're really struggling to get off of soda. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now we haven't drank soda for, I can't even remember. Oh, I know. Years. Years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's you know, we're yeah. still seeing it a lot with clients individually, too. Definitely. Whether it's diet or regular, it's still not any real difference um it's still both causing insulin resistance it's still both causes your blood sugars to go up yeah which is always a surprise when yep. people say yeah but i i drink diet. diet but the research even that was done at the university of minnesota found that that increases insulin resistance increases metabolic syndrome which is all the conditions of insulin resistance yes right so it's there's a lot to Looking at your own eating, you know, you say that we say these words. Right. But then really to sit down and say, okay, I'm not going to have soda today. Yes. Right. That's a big step. Or what other beverages are we seeing people drink? Well, we still see people, a lot of people still thinking juice is a must. Yes. Mm-hmm. They have to drink juice thinking in order to healthy. stay healthy. Especially with you know, the cold and flu season, people up their juice intake thinking that they're getting their vitamin C, supporting their immune system, not realizing how much sugar that is. And they don't realize that uh, viruses and bacteria love sugar. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> it's a no win situation on no, that one. No, not at all. You know, other things, you know, that I often talk about, um, you know, as far as caffeine consumption goes, you know, what kind of, of coffee drink are you having? You know, we often replace those mochas with something with like real coffee and, and heavy whipping cream. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, mm-hmm. a mocha, um, like a white chocolate 16 ounce mocha, pretty reasonably sized, not anything over large. Uh, that in itself, just that little, little drink is about 14 and a half teaspoons of sugar. That's kind of surprising, isn't it? Yes, That's a lot. Very much so. And there are some people that are actually getting two of those a day, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. You know, one in the morning and the one in their afternoon slump. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. So we understand people with insulin resistance and PCOS often have intense cravings for sugar. Yes. And we, that's one of the big things as we talk about why it's important to work with and, you know, and work on nutritional therapy is we get rid of the sugar craving. You got to get rid of the sugar cravings. Mm-hmm. And they're typically running rampant with PCOS. Yes, right. they are. So they need a lot of support for, to, to you know, because it isn't easy to change these habits. Nope. Right. And sugar and those things that contain sugar are really addicting. Very addicting. And it's... And even the diet pop, highly yep. addicting. Oh, very highly addicting. And also, bad for your brain. Yes, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it is important for people to reduce the PCOS and the insulin resistance. The way we do it is by eating fewer carbs, 
So the coating on the cell receptors will slowly melt. Mm-hmm. It doesn't melt away. Happen overnight. Though. No, it does take time, but it can be reversed. Yes. yes, so it can be accomplished. And I think it's always helpful when I talk with clients because it's a lot of effort that they have to put up front to do these changes. Habits, you know, are hard to break. Um, is to kind of explain you haven't, you're not where you are right now. You know, from just what you've done the last week, this is years of development and cell damage, and so it takes some time of healing. You know, and it takes some diligence with with, you know, meeting with your nutritionist and making those changes and adhering to managing your blood sugar with a good, healthy food. And if mom had gestational diabetes, you may, your cells may been, have been set up yes, to right. be more vulnerable and I think to sugar. And even outside of that, I think even, you know, just having a mom that, you know, maybe had higher blood sugars and maybe some insulin resistance mm-hmm. without the gestational diabetes. I think some of that even is being passed on. Mm-hmm. And so their offspring are becoming more sensitive um, than, you know, the mother was. And I think we didn't know about this. No. no. You know, 20, 30, well, especially 30 years ago, they didn't know about this. No. They had no they idea that this was and happening. It's, and it's being talked about now because we're starting to see it happen in such a young age range. Like, mm-hmm. why is this happening, you know, at such an earlier age? So reducing the sugar and processed carbohydrate is one big part of the treatment plan. But there's more in order to, you know, really heal the body and establish hormone balance we need to eat foods that give our body the, the nutrients necessary for hormone balance. Healthy hormones are made from fat and cholesterol. So, so I think, Leah, yes. I think we should stop there yes. and maybe take a break and come back to that because I think that's an important for people topic. to realize that good hormones come from cholesterol yes, and fat. fats. And that's that, probably yeah, a new fat. thought yep. for it a is. lot of people. All right. Sounds good. Okay. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. So we're talking about insulin resistance. Almost 80% of the population has insulin resistance. We all read the newspaper reports that insulin resistance leads to diabetes, Alzheimer's, and PCOS. We also know that to reduce insulin resistance, we need to cut the processed carbs and sugar. Now for the hard question, how to do that? (laughs) Kind of feels like you're working against the grain when you start this approach. Mm -hmm. But it starts with breakfast. Oatmeal or other cereal won't cut it these days for most people. We recommend less carbs, more fat, and more protein. The Nutrition for Weight Loss program will give you lots of ideas. And it's starting new classes this week. Yep, this week. So lots of opportunities. Yes. We'll be back in a minute. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. 
Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. The cold and flu season is upon us. We Lots have, of people yes, lately have been yes, getting there's it. there's a lot yes. going around. And we actually have some great natural cough medicine for children. It is, it is very effective and it's not harmful, which I think is something that a lot of parents would like to seek out. Mm-hmm. We also have a very effective cough medicine for adults. So stop by one of our offices and ask about these products. Also, you can find these products on our website, weightandwellness.com, and click on, on our NutriKey um, product website. And um, the, you could find the children's cough medicine under children's supplements, and you could find the adult cough medicine under the immune support uh, links. And if you want to avoid, you know, picking up that virus, we also recommend taking the wellness formula through the winter to to boost up your viral immunity. Especially, you know, if people are traveling. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people take the wellness formula. I think your husband takes the wellness formula. Yeah, he likes he? it a lot. When he starts to feel like he's maybe coming down with something, he just takes a loading dose of that, and it really takes care of it. Yep. Yep. It works great. Um, so questions about these projects, give the office a call at 651-699-3438. And in questions for us today, you can call us in the studio at 651-641-1071. And it looks like we have a caller online. Great. That sounds great. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question today? Good morning. Good morning. Are you looking for Amy? Yeah, Amy. Amy. Yes. Sorry, cut out. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Hi. Yeah, I did the Nutrition for Weight Loss class, and Leah's my nutritionist. Hi, Leah. Uh, hi. I thought that I recognized <laughs> that voice. Yeah, I did it over the summer, and I just wanted to say it would just change my life, and um, I made it through the holidays. I'm still 20 pounds down, and I feel great. Thank you. That's fantastic. And one thing I would say is I've stayed healthy the whole winter, haven't had anything going on with, you know, people sick around me at work, and um, just stress at work. I've gotten through it so well by eating this way. So I just want to recommend anyone who's thinking about doing any of the, the classes with you guys, do it. It's so worth it. <laughs> hey, we didn't wow. even hire you to Thank say you. that. <laughs> That's great to hear. Thanks, Amy. Yeah, thanks yeah, a lot, Amy. Thank you. Good yeah, job, Leah. <laughs> yes, you Thank do, you. You do. <laughs> That's great. So, so we were talking about, okay, before break, we got to get serious about this. Yeah. We got to reduce the processed carbs yes. and the cereal. That's yes. number one thing that we have to do. Totally. And then what do we have to do? You started to talk about. Yeah, but leading into another very important thing is that what really what are the building blocks for our hormones? Our hormones are made from fat and cholesterol. And so, you know, as nutritionists, we recommend including healthy fats Every meal and every snack. Some people are surprised when we, you know, sit down for that nutritional consultation, and and I say every time you eat, you need that healthy fat. Yes, very important. You know, healthy fats are vital. You know, and I think that maybe young people, teenagers, still have are playing that low fat message. Mm-hmm. Well, right. if they're eating high carb, low fat, 
wow, does that ever create insulin resistance? It does. So we really encourage people to eat olives, olive oil, butter, coconut oil, avocados, almonds, pecans, walnuts, coconut milk, heavy yes. cream. And when you get to heavy cream and people go, yes. <laughs> I know. People are surprised. Yes. Yes. You know, for help with PCOS, we have recommended at least about Half of your calories coming from healthy fat. Yeah, they typically need more fat than a, an mm-hmm. average healthy person that has normal blood sugar. So what does that mean? It means probably like one to two tablespoons of good fat per every meal and every snack. Yep. So that's a lot. It so, is. Shall we oh, take yeah. a caller? Yeah, let's okay. take a caller. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Angela, do you have a question? Well, my question is more about, um, I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I've mm-hmm. had it for 20-some years, but probably it's been since longer than that. But um, in, in the last year and a half, started with a gluten-free diet, and that seems to have helped with inflammation. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it seems like I still don't feel like I'm probably 100%, and I know I've been reading quite a bit about like autoimmune paleo, and so it takes it a bit further than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, than the standard paleo, and I just I don't, I'm I guess I'm wondering, do you guys do programs for? Um, oh, certainly for we do for Hashimoto's. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. because there's so many different factors with Hashimoto's. You know, it may be more food sensitivities, mm-hmm. or it may be that you're lacking in nutrients to get the conversion of T4 to T3, yeah. and you know, there's and also how to reduce. You know, it's almost like rather than having cysts on your ovaries. You've got cysts on your thyroid. Mm-hmm. That's what that autoimmune Hashimoto's means, really. Mm-hmm. So how to reduce that? Yes, we do work with people with that. Okay. Do you guys ever do, like, programs specifically for that, or is it more of a one-on-one kind of You know, it's function? such an individual problem with people. It's it's a condition yeah. that I think you need a one-on-one. Gotcha. So Okay. And then I can just find information on your website for yep. setting... Does that, would the counseling for that cover or be covered under like your uh, medical flexible spending or? Uh, it typically, that would, typically they do. I mean, oh, okay. it's a, you know, it's a consultation. So yes, it should be under medical flex. For insurance, okay. you would have to just check your, your company provider. and see if they, you know, if your provider provides for nutritional counseling. And usually okay. a reimbursement kind of a deal, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it yeah, is. Mm-hmm. Okay. But thanks well, for the good. call. So yeah, that, yeah, thank you. All right. So, again, we were talking about, Leah, you were talking about having good fats. Yes, healthy fats. But then we can't have those other kind of fats. Right. It's very important to avoid the trans fats. So when we say increase the fat, people are really surprised. Mm -hmm. But we're not talking about increasing the trans fats. We want people to stay away from those trans fats and refined oils. So that means fast food, mac and cheese, frozen pizza, chips, donuts, deep fried chicken, french fries, candy, and even margarine. Yes, and as you talked about... I like your analogy of a blanket on the cell that coatings. Yes. All of these fats are just very much so increasing that insulin resistance, adding to the coating on the cell. They do. And we really encourage women with PCOS to eat vegetables, especially vegetables such as spinach, kale, mustard or collard greens, 
broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, and cabbage. These vegetables will help detox the excess toxic hormone from your cell. You know, and I think a lot of people are saying, ick, I don't like those things. Yeah. <laughs> but if you cook them with some good oil, like some Body olive oil or butter. Or coconut oil, yeah. They suddenly become very tasty. And they taste and better. Peaking, and speaking from experience, you know, I hated vegetables growing up. I, mm-hmm. I really didn't like wow. them a lot. And so I, it took me a while to get on board with eating vegetables. Kept trying. You have to keep trying and keep trying new recipes. I think, you know, baking and sauteing a lot better than steaming or boiling your vegetables. Um, but I come now, like I crave vegetables. So I can tell you from my own experience that you can change your taste buds. And you've learned how to cook the Better, right way with to, different seasonings. And, yes, yeah, right. that makes a huge difference. Yep, yep. So, do you know eighty percent of women with PCOS are overweight or obese? But that doesn't mean everybody. No, with we PCOS. do see thin people with PCOS. Yes, we do. Yep. Um, so we recommend eating three to four ounces of animal protein five times a day, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's going to kick the metabolism into working better. Yes. Even though it's going to be a slow process for a while, we know that. Yes. I think, you know, um, you know, I think one of our clients, Nell, who's been on the show many times, you know, she talks about the fact, you know, she's lost 90 pounds, but it took Nell a year to get her body to re- have the insulin resistance reduced. Right. So her metabolism actually kicked in. She didn't lose any weight that first year. No, no weight yeah. the first year. So, again, what kind of meat? You know, the best meat would be grass-fed an- from grass-fed animals, you know, chicken, beef, pork, any. Something that doesn't have hormones, something mm-hmm. that does not have antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Healthy meat. Right. And also, to correct the con- condition of PCOS, just like insulin resistance, takes a lot of time. Remember, it might have started at age 7 or 8, even earlier. Yeah. 20 years later, it's gotten a lot worse. So even with the best nutrition, it will take time to reverse the serious condition. But without reversing PCOS, a woman is more at risk for both type 2 diabetes and heart disease. Mm-hmm. So maybe what we could do toward the end of this program today is kind of give people some ideas of what they can eat for, I mean, we usually talk about eggs, but yes. maybe we should talk you know, about something else for breakfast. I actually have been like adding getting away from it because I've been doing eggs so much and and I decided I need to add more variety to my breakfast. So I've been doing a lot of breakfast sausages, some yeah. nitrate-free, you know, chemical-free, all-natural sausage, like Belinsky's or Applegate are examples. And I cut them up in a pan and, and I often use some good frozen veggies. I think they're easy in the morning. Maybe, right. you know, some, I usually do broccoli or cauliflower with some cut up. Um, they also now have cubed sweet potatoes and um, winter squash. Yep. So I throw that all in the pan at once, saute it up with butter yep. or coconut oil, and it literally takes me five minutes to make my breakfast. Like, it's right. super quick. And right. that sounds just exactly like what I eat for breakfast. Yeah. Because I think we do start to get tired of eggs. Yes. Right. I had sausage, the sausages and spinach. And they spinach have a lot of variety and, and flavors. Yep. And, mm-hmm. squa- and a little bit of squash. And it was great. And it gives you great energy. And when I looked out the window this morning, looking at the weather, I, I said, know. I'm going to need a lot of energy this morning. To just drive into to work. the studio. <laughs> I know. Yes. I so, Joanne, let's think about maybe something that people could make for lunch that would be, uh, you know, really helps to balance the blood sugar. Well, like if you want to have a salad 
You could do chicken or tuna mm-hmm. or salmon on your salad with salad greens with um, good olive oil dressing. That's one option. Um, another thing, sometimes people like something warm in mm-hmm. the winter. Especially this time of year. So you could do chili. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chili is a great food. I bring a ton of chili for the so winter. Easy too. I make it almost every week yep. in the winter. And um, so chili or a chicken wild rice soup is a really yep. good recipe. The other thing you can do is stir fry any kind of meat, beef or chicken or whatever, mm-hmm. and make a stir fry. Sometimes people do that at dinner time and then eat the leftovers. Leftovers for lunch. For the lunch. Day. That's pretty much what I do. So. <laughs> So a couple of hints here for people that are really struggling with their blood sugar balance is if they would add some almonds or some avocados to their salad, like you mentioned, right, Joanna, yeah. that's going to help balance the blood sugar better. Right. And even to their stir fry. And yeah. the stir fry made with coconut oil. Yes. It extra healthy. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you, Thanks. Joanne. Yeah, thank you, Leah. Great to be on with thank you guys. Thank you. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Life, I love you, all is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA. 